So our lectors will know that today's kind of a unique Sunday, not because it's a Sunday right before Ash Wednesday, but because it's unusual for all three of our readings to kind of go together. The second reading, you know, is a semi-continuous reading, so it may or may not touch the same topics as the gospel in the first reading, which are chosen to go together. So in today's first reading, we are told to be holy like God. And one characteristic of holiness boils down to not letting anger take hold of your heart. Note that God doesn't say not to get angry. Anger is an emotion we can't control. He says not to let the anger into your heart. Holiness is not letting something upset me seep into your heart and therefore into your love for the person who is upsetting you. As they say in AA, holding on to anger or resentment is like drinking poison, hoping that the other person dies. Grudges and desire for revenge are a sign that you have let something upsetting creep into your heart and taint your love toward the person responsible. In today's second reading, St. Paul reminds us that hatred not only seeks destruction and harm to the person we hate, but brings destruction upon us, too. God dwells in us as long as we remain in communion with him through living a holy life. In that way, we are his temples. Paul warns those who would destroy these temples out of envy or resentment that they will drive God out of their heart. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church picks up on Paul's comments by defining anger as an emotion which is not in itself wrong, but which, when it is not controlled by reason or hardens into resentment or hate, becomes one of the seven capital sins. In a world that's often focused on vendettas, avenging wrongs, trampled rights, and payback, our Lord reminds us today that what has been the trademark of Christianity throughout the centuries, turn the other cheek. Meekness is often considered to be a weakness, but it actually involves a very virtuous effort not to strike or even dislike the one who struck you. To give your time and possessions when someone doesn't have a right to them, or to go out of your way beyond what any reasonable person would expect. There's a story told of Archbishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa. One day, he was walking along an elevated sidewalk above the mud. A white man, a racist, approached him and said, Get off the sidewalk. I don't make way for gorillas. Bishop Tutu, in a perfect example of turning the other cheek, stepped off the sidewalk and making a broad gesture says, I do. Tutu didn't fight back, but he didn't flee either. He said, in effect, you will not treat me that way again. I refuse to cooperate with the world you're living in. In essence, Tutu mirrored back to the violent person his violence, hoping to bring him to a different moral and spiritual place. Today's society is plagued by ways of losing your temper, inspired by the principle of don't get mad, get even. People go postal, get road rage, go ballistic, send flame emails, and are branded as trolls online. Our Lord in today's gospel tells us the proper Christian response to the people who get on their nerves is don't get mad, get praying. Today's edgy, thin-skinned, irritable society, that can be a tall order. 
It's not something that we can accomplish overnight. The best way is to contemplate Christ crucified when we think we're about ready to blow our stack. Nothing we will endure compares to Christ's suffering in his passion and crucifixion. When we give in to anger, bitterness, hatred, and a desire for vengeance, we lose the power of God's grace at work in our hearts. And that power of God's grace is the only power capable of conquering evil, of ending the cycle of destructive violence, of bringing resurrections out of crucifixions. We could all make selfless acts of generosity every once in a while, but Christ is asking us as his followers to go deeper. He wants us to form the virtue of generosity so that our habitual mode of behavior corresponds to his own example of self-forgetfulness, constant self-giving, like the sun that shines on the just and the unjust alike. This is the path to happiness for ourselves and to everlasting peace and prosperity in our society. So how can we do this? How can we go deeper in following Christ's example of generosity and self-forgetful love? Start in the home. We have to learn to go the extra mile by doing a little more than our fair share of the chores and not looking for any rewards. We have to learn to turn the other cheek by being the first one to say, I'm sorry, even if the fault is not totally with us. We have to learn to give over our cloak by giving our family members the benefit of the doubt, excusing them from their shortcomings or failures as easily as we excuse ourselves. True Christian virtue begins at home with those who are closest to us, those whom we know so well and know us so well, those who rub us the wrong way the most often. If we can learn to be self-forgetful with them, doing so with others will be a piece of cake. But we say we can't do it alone, we need help. And that's right. The good news is that God does offer the grace, the help to be holy. To not give in to those situations which drive us to anger and hate. And God generously offers us this grace during this holy mass. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. <laughs>